Hello, my name is Douglas Block. I'm an author and mental health educator. Welcome to your Depression Recovery Podcast, where each week we talk about practical tools and coping strategies for healing from depression and anxiety. This week's podcast was adapted from one of my YouTube videos. I hope you enjoy it. Today, I want to talk about a topic I've uh, spoken about many times, suicide prevention. And uh, two of the last videos I did on this subject, how I coped with suicidal thoughts and feelings and alternatives to suicide, have received a lot of favorable reviews. And I'm really pleased about this because one of the reasons I started this channel was to try to work on the issue of suicide prevention. You know that suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States kills about as many people as breast cancer, and it's the third leading cause of death among young people. So with that in mind, the topic of today's talk is, I call it, three things you should know about the suicidal mind. And the first point about the suicidal mind that makes it unique is that the main driving force behind the desire to end one's life or commit suicide is the feeling of hopelessness. Now, where does this feeling of hopelessness come from? It comes from the sense of having unremitting pain that seems to have no end, and you feel like it will last forever. Now, compare the way the depressed person looks at the future to that of other people in life and death situations. For example, a prisoner of war. He's in a pretty desperate situation, wouldn't you say? And yet he will dream of the time when he'll be released, he'll be reunited with his wife, his child, go back to his family. Or maybe somebody undergoing heart surgery that person will often make a date to play golf in six or eight weeks, stating his faith that he's going to be around to enjoy his life again. But to the depressed person, there is no future. There is nothing to look forward to, no dreams to fulfill. There is only the agony of the eternal present that seems to have no end. And when you're in that state of mind, and believe me, I've been there, then taking your own life seems to be an act of mercy and an act of compassion, not an act of self-destruction. Okay, now this brings us to the second point of the suicidal mind, and that is these feelings of hopelessness, no matter how real they may feel or seem, are not true. Now, when I was suicidal, uh, people would tell me, you're going to get better, there's an end to this, and I was absolutely convinced they were wrong. And they would say, how do you know, Doug? And I'd say, I feel it in my gut. There's something deep within that tells me it's over. I have no reason to live. My life is finished. And I was so convinced of it that nobody could talk me out of it. Well, guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong. And you know why I was wrong? Because my brain had played a trick on me. My dysregulated brain, my biochemically dysregulated brain had convinced me that there was no hope. But it was wrong. I was wrong. And it was something, it was like uh, someone had given me a, a hallucinogen and I was having this delusion. The delusion seemed real to me that I was sick forever, but it was really unreal. So the moral of this story is that when you're in an extreme state of hopelessness, you should not always trust your feelings. You should not always trust your feelings and your thinking because your brain, if it's out of whack, is not giving you correct information. And this brings us to the third and final point about the suicidal mind. The first point was that you think about suicide because you're feeling hopeless. The second point is that these feelings of hopelessness are incorrect. And the third point is that the reason they're incorrect is that everything changes. Nothing stays the same forever, including the suicidal state. Now, think back to a time you were happy. Think of a a happy memory in the past. Might have been going on a trip, falling in love. Well, as you think about it and go into the future, guess what? It didn't last that way. It changed. 
it did not last, it was impermanent. And the same thing is true of the suicidal state. It will not last, it is impermanent like all things in the physical world. So the best thing you can tell yourself if you happen to be in that state or know somebody else who is, is repeat this simple mantra I've given to many people and has been given to me, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. Say it over and over and over in your mind again and again, this too shall pass. And one day when you least expect it, you'll wake up in the morning and it won't be Groundhog anymore. You will be delivered from your suffering. Now, holding this consciousness of this too shall pass is easier said than done and almost impossible to do when you're by yourself. This is why reaching out for support is such a critical survival mechanism for someone who is suicidal. As a matter of fact, in the 15 years of working with people, every single suicidal person who has been in my group or has come out of the hospital, when they've asked for support, when they've connected with other people, when they've said, help me out of my misery, they have gotten well and they are all alive today to talk about it. So I would like to conclude with a personal message that I think I've mentioned on another video, but it's, I, I wanna say it again because it was so helpful to me when I was in the state. And this is what the message reads. If you're on the edge of the abyss, don't jump. If you are going through hell, don't stop. As long as you are breathing, there is hope. As long as day follows night, there is hope. Nothing stays the same forever. Set an intention to heal, reach out for support, and you will find help. You will find help. Because, you know, the universe responds to intention. You know, Albert Einstein said on his dying bed or his deathbed, he said, there's only one fundamental question to ask, and that is, is the universe friendly? And from my experience, it has been. And not just my experience, but the experience of others I've worked with. So this is why uh, the feelings of hopelessness, as compelling as they may be, can be replaced by support from other people and the, just the ability to hang in there until things change, because they have to change, because that is the rule of law in this physical universe. Nothing is impermanent. And therefore, we should always remember what they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, don't give up five minutes before the miracle. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed this video, and pass it on to others if, it, if you think it can uh, give them some hope and help them to endure a difficult time. This has been Douglas Block. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something from it. If you'd like to ask me any questions about what you have heard, feel free to email me at douglasblock at gmail.com. That's my first and last name, all lowercase, at gmail.com, without any dots or underscores. If you would like to learn more about my work with depression, you can visit my website, www.healingfromdepression.com, or go to my YouTube channel. Just open up YouTube and type in the words Douglas Block Depression and my Depression Recovery Channel should come right up. Finally, I would like to remind you that depression and anxiety are treatable conditions. It may take time to find the right therapy or combination of therapies, but if you persevere, you can achieve the healing that you seek. And until our next podcast, I wish you the best in your mental health recovery. Thank you for listening.